The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TF Today. And now, on with the show. Um, oh, holy crap. What? Uh, we can't roll credits today. We're just going to have to go straight into the show. Why? No. The, they didn't transcode for some reason. Oh. So we're just going to dry in and out. Okay. Here we are. Cold we, open. We're oh. now doing the show. Shut up! Shut up! In three, two. Yes, yes, y'all! <laughs> From the Dave Campbell's Texas football mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, where the sun is always shining and it's crime-free as it'll ever be, it is Texas football today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show where we just realized that Eastland did beat Boyd last night, 49-27. to So Baron Morton remains alive. <laughs> I am sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 25th birthday today. Happy birthday to that guy that Ariana Grande broke up with. Okay. It's Pete Davidson's birthday. I don't I don't follow celebrity news, so I have no idea what you're talking about, but uh, okay. Uh, and I don't think he's funny at all. SNL? Yeah, I don't get it. I've I don't never, get why. I, he's I, really not. He hasn't been in one skit that I've laughed at. I've yeah. never understood his appeal. Okay, I'm glad we're in lockstep. Yeah, no, he's... Well, the... the, the uh, I'm forgetting it, but it was a Larry David skit where he's in it, but he's not funny because of it. Right. He's, the funny. The skit's not funny because, because of him. Because of him. Yeah. Right. So, um, anyway. But the problem is, unfortunately, today's a tough day for birthdays. Um, oh, it's the 19th birthday of Bull Bull. Oh, sure. It's my okay. kid. Okay. Yeah. Happy birthday to it's Bull Bull. Yes. Um, and sitting to my right, the I didn't write this to this. To this, to this internet show, my our West African prince, Tishmael Johnson. I did write this. I didn't she write didn't. this. Um, I, I didn't think of anything. Um, I could have said the Tom server to my crowd. Did you see they're doing the MST3K? Oh, no. Um, the, for Thursday again? Okay. Great. Anyway. Uh, oh, boy. I didn't do anything for this show. <laughs> I really... Guys, I'm flying super blind. Today is Friday, November... 16th, 2018. Uh, as he slowly six searches. Days, six days until Thanksgiving. Six days, guys. Isn't that great? Let's talk about how long six days is, because six days is fun. Uh, episode 664. 664, the number of games that Ron Washington won as the manager of the Texas Rangers, the all-time winningest manager in Rangers history. Oh. On today's show, guys, uh, we're going to announce the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week, the Barry Max Assistant Coach of the Week. But then it's Mailbag Friday. We're answering <coughs> your questions down below in the comments on Facebook. High school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle. This is the first time you're ever, you're ever tuning into this show. Um, sometimes it's more organized than this, but often not. Mm. <laughs> anyway, uh, so ask your questions down below in the Facebook comments. High school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle. Uh, as a special treat to you, because we love you very much, we will go until 1 p.m. Go to 1 p.m. today. We'll go for a full hour. Because it's, fa- it's playoffs, guys. That's it's good, because there's a lot of questions already. Good. We'll get into that <laughs> coming here just a little bit. Oh, we need to it's, – it's Brent Homan's son's uh, birthday this week. We need to give him a shout-out. Hey, Gabe, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Gabe. Happy birthday. See? And sitting over there is Gabe. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You get to be, you get to be Max's fake name today. Yeah. So. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, along with Wells Fargo, in conjunction with the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl, is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Every Monday at noon, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you, the fans, to vote at TexasFootball.com. Voting closes each Friday at noon at TexasFootball.com, with the winner being announced shortly thereafter. We do have a winner. The poll is officially closed. The Week 11 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week is... A&M Consolidated quarterback Caden Fedora threw for 459 yards and nine touchdowns on 24 of 26 passing Decent. for the Tigers. Congratulations to all the nominees. Hamilton running back Ian Nath, Valley Mills running back Spencer Eccleston, Cumbie wide receiver Max Whipler, Orange Grove running back uh, Jared Furkin, uh, Childress quarterback Luke Latimer, Flower Bluff running back Isaac Miles, Abernathy running back defensive back Cole Carlisle, 
Kilgore, linebacker Nesbitt Brown, and Lake Highlands quarterback Jackson Thompson. But a very special congratulations to the Week 11 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week, A&M Consolidated quarterback Caden Fedora. Very well deserved. Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Dairy Max are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the TexasFootball.com staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches across the state and lets fans and let fans decide the winner via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Dairy Max Built by uh, Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. The Week 11 Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week is... I already It's been up since you started the read. Hamilton offensive coordinator Sonny De La Garza, fueled by 310 yards and four touchdowns from running back Ian Nath, the Bulldogs. Soared past district rival Florence, 75-27. to Congratulations to all the nominees. Bosqueville offensive coordinator Tyler Holcomb, Euless Trinity defensive coordinator Donald Tryon, and San Antonio Harlandale defensive coordinator Ed Moreno. But a very special congratulations to the Week 11, <coughs> built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week. Hamilton offensive coordinator, Sonny De La Garza. Very well deserved for Coach De La Garza. We are Texas football. Oh, one more thing. <laughs> almost. We, yeah, we almost did it. Almost. Uh, the road, uh, the, 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 the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew is going to be out uh, and about today, tonight. Uh, if you're going to be in Denton at the very good Louisville versus Keller game um, up there at CH Collins Stadium. Uh, the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew uh, will be there. Please go say hi to them. Uh, our friend, uh, there will be one person that's very nice and deserves all your praise, and that's Kendall. She's the uh, she's the one who looks like she's working. Um, the rest of those schmoes, I don't know. Throw tomatoes at them. But the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew will be there with our wonderful partners. Uh, Please wonderful do not partners. throw tomatoes at our staff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wonderful partners. Body Armor, Texas Army National Guard, Taki, sit and out and main event. Uh, those uh, will be up there with the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew at the Louisville versus Keller by district playoff game up there at CH Collins Stadium in Denton with our friends Body Armor, Texas Army National Guard, Takis, in and out and main event. So go see them. And again, be very nice to Kendall. What you do to the rest of the staff, I don't really Please care. don't do anything to the rest of the staff. Be nice to Kendall, though. Agreed. Be nice to Kendall. Yes, but don't do anything. Yes. It's fine. Yeah. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday <laughs> at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across Lone Star State. Please consider becoming Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Two magazines, a year's worth of exclusive online content, 1995 for the year. There's my short spiel. So I won't bore you guys with the long spiel. Please consider being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We've got uh, a good number of people who are, and they all love it. Uh, be one of the cool kids. Text football to cons. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Put food in Ishmael Johnson's tummy. It's true. Mailback Friday. It's Mailback Friday. We're answering your questions on Facebook, high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel. Uh, before we get to questions and to tee you up, ask questions down below in the Facebook comments while Max types in a good number of questions to get us started. Uh, let's talk about last night. Uh, first night of the Texas high school football playoffs last night, I was out in Mesquite, Mesquite, at uh, Mesquite Memorial Stadium watching Van and Athens uh, in a game that the final score, I believe, was 49-13, mm-hmm. but that is not indicative of this game. Uh, it was 21-13 at halftime, and Athens was about two plays away. They, had a, they fumbled the ball when they were driving basically for the tie and ended up being a scoop and score the other way, and that really turned the game. Um, but Athens is a team was a team that was not built for big plays. It's a grinded out offense that that runs that kind of option uh, style offense. Um, Van has heavy hitters. Van has some home run hitters. They run the ball really well. Uh, there was a um, uh, unfortunately, it sounds like um, they had a quarterback injury. The quarterback Moffitt, who's the coach's kid, uh, did not play in the second half. He was in a sling on the sideline uh, in the second half, which mm. stinks for them. But they do win the game. Fabulous game. And if I may award uh, another award, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Psychopath of the Week to Splendora Coach Marcus Schultz. <laughs> Splendora plays tonight uh, against Houston North Forest in a <clears throat> bi-district matchup. Splendora looking for their first playoff win ever in their 71-year history. Um, and... Coach Schultz, uh, of course, it's not unusual for teams to go out there and scout their next opponents, right? Mm-hmm. It's not unusual. Right. Um, you know, they'll get film on them and yeah. figure it out. Coach Schultz 
and his, his offensive coordinator, drove the 225 miles from Splendora to Mesquite to watch Van versus Athens. And then when the game became, it became apparent that Van was going to win, they got back in the car and they drove back. 450 round trip miles for something you can watch on Huddle! <laughs> Congratulations That's to Marcus insane. Schultz, our Dave Campbell's Texas football psychopath of the week. That's insane. I, I was like, what? He That's tapped me insane. on the shoulder and I go, what are you doing here? <sighs> but anyway, they are big favorites tonight over Houston North Forest. Um, we'll see if they can take care of business tonight. But uh, it was like, it was good to see him. We were, we were shooting the breeze. It was good to see him. Uh, but they will, if uh, the winner of the Houston North Force Splendor game will play Van next Saturday, 7 o'clock at Stephen F. Austin in beautiful Nacogdoche. So uh, there's that. Uh, other things. You were locked in on that Manville Barbers Hill game. Oh, oh that game was <laughs> cut the brakes off that. That was, oh my God. So um, familiar name, uh, Barbers Hill head coach, mm-hmm. uh, Tom Westerberg, of course. Sure. Um, Might have heard of him. But he brought out all the stops against Manville. He's like, you know what? Manville's Manville. They're going to put up points. They're going to probably have a defense that can outrun mm. a lot of our players. Mm. I'm going to kick like four onside kicks. I'm going <laughs> to go for it on fourth and five a couple times. Like there were so many situations where I was like, "What is he? Oh, they got it!" Like mm. um, I think at one point at ha- I think at halftime it was tied. It was tied twenty eight twenty eight, and then Manville just kind of stepped on stepped on the gas and just blew him out in the second half. I think it was sixty two forty two final Manville. Um, they also forced Barbers Hill quarter, Barbers Hill's quarterback to throw three picks. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of got a I think the fourteen point lead originally, and then they just re- uh, Barbers Hill yeah. really couldn't uh, come back after that. But oh man, what that a fun fun first half that was! Because at first I was like, oh Manville, oh Manville's in the lead. I was like, okay, this might be you know they might start putting this away yeah. pretty early. Mm-mm. No man, Barbers Hill was Mm-mm. right there. Every once in a while, there'd be a blown coverage assignment from Manville, and Barbers Hill would take advantage, and it'd be a huge thirty-yard gain, forty-yard gain. And it's like, oh, they're right in this, and it was, it was uh, there was some uh, some nervousness probably around Manville for oh, a little yeah, bit. A moment. <laughs> uh, step was at Birdville and Boswell, which yeah. turned into a really good game. Uh, Boswell got up early in this one. Birdville had to claw back uh, to win that game. Uh, I believe twenty nine twenty seven. They went for two to tie the game uh, late uh, and couldn't get it. Twenty nine twenty seven. Birdville survives. Um, I watched a good bit of Houston C E King and Humble Summer Creek. Gutsy, gutsy comeback from Summer Creek to steal a win there towards the end. They win by one. Uh, craziest game of the night. Easily East Chambers and Crockett. <laughs> that game was nuts. Did you see the final? No. Eighty-two fifty-four East Chambers beats Crockett uh, in in an eleven-man football game. An eleven-man football game, and finally, uh, no real huge upsets. I don't think a lot of teams kind of taking care of business in the first round of the playoffs. Teams we expected to. Um, it is my sober duty as a reporter oh, to announce that Vance Jones is at it again. <laughs> Balmeray takes down Sterling City uh, in a game that, uh, go look at our predictions at, Dave, at TexasFootball.com slash playoffs uh, and go check out who uh, we all had in the Region 2 uh, final. Um, I'll tell you who it was. It was Sterling City, who Balmeray beat last night 64-22. to uh, Balmeray, uh, Vance Jones is a dang wizard. <laughs> He's just a dang wizard, guys. Uh, as Balmeray beats Sterling City 64-22, Vance Jones is at it again. Um, keep an eye on them, man. Uh, they've made two straight title games. At some point, they'll have to run to Garden City, who's really good. Uh, and then if they get past that, they'll have to run into McLean, who's probably the best team in 1A Division One. But, like, uh, when you've got a wizard on the sideline, things get a little wacky. Anyway, those are my Thursday thoughts. Max Thompson! Are you ready for some mailbag? It's like people... Aren't already tired enough of hearing you talking. Right. And yet, here we go. With and yet, all now they're questions. going to ask me to talk about <laughs> specific things, though. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Uh, we're actually going to start things with a non-football question oh, from okay. our good friend Ruben Rios. He asks, what is DCTS official stance on turduckens for Thanksgiving? Football question, which of these coaches need to win a state championship soon? Phil Danaher to go over 400 wins or Dodd Dodge to silence the Westlake critics? I don't think either of them need to. No. Um, but I will say that Let's put it this way. I think that there is more expectation that that Todd Dodge will. Yeah. And so that would be my stance on that. Cal, uh, um, I don't. I think that if you if you describe Phil Danaher as a great coach who never won a state championship, 
you're a flawed guy. Right. Uh, you're missing the real point, which is that he's the all-time winningest coach. He's one of the greatest coaches of all time. Uh, he just so happens to not have one. Yes, state right. Yes, like, that is that is a a footnote. Not if a anything, headline. Todd Dodge's reputation kind of is what builds that expectation. Correct. Yeah. So it's like because he's done it he before. did it before right. at Southlake Carroll, and he took the Westlake job to build them back up to that, mm-hmm. and he hasn't done it yet. Like that, that's it's his own reputation that's kind of been his own uh, his, has given critics some steam. Yeah. As far as Turduckins are concerned, we go to our uh, food correspondent Max Thompson for the official Dave Campbell's Texas football staff. Yeah. Or, uh, I'm stance. deferring to you on this. It's a bit. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit. What's the point? Just make something good. Like keep it simple. Make it good. Turduckins are a bit. I am, by the way. By the way, I'd like to announce. Um, I'm gonna smoke a turkey breast. There we go. Ooh. Really excited. Not a whole turkey? Uh, no, because well, my, so um, it, it's you're, at my. You're folks. playing with fire, man. I know, but you're not at, gonna have enough fat in there. It's at my folks' house. No, no, Listen no, to me. No. It's at my folks' house. So my dad wants to cook a turkey. There's only seven of us, so we don't need two turkeys. But he said you could do a turkey breast, and I said that's cool. So I've got the Aaron Franklin method. We're going Aaron Franklin. He's gonna he's gonna steer me right. So All right. that's uh, that's where we're going. Okay. What's next, Max? Carlos Alvarado mm-hmm. wants to know, are the Skidmore Bobcats picked to win this week? Tynan? Skidmore Tynan? Yes. Um, against Hebronville? Um, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> I would say we uh, the computer likes Hebronville by um, a, a little bit. Okay. No. So it's not a it's not a it's not a huge margin. Okay. It's not it's not some overwhelming margin, okay. but they like them. Uh the thing about uh the thing about Skidmore Tynan uh is uh, they've got a big offense, uh but their defense is uh, leaves a little bit to be desired. And so they need that defense to to really kick into gear. If they kick into gear and they and 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 the offense keeps rolling then they've got a great shot tonight, but uh right now I would say that Hebronville's a slight favorite. Our man down in Houston Tony Blaylock asked, "Game you most hated having to pick a winner this week?" Ooh, Perilyn Dickinson's tough. Yeah. Poteet College Station's yep. tough. Uh, Grandview Rockdale is very mm, tough. That's a good one. Sunnyvale Gilmer. Wilmer Hutchins Salina. <clears throat> By the one. way, did you see that one? Salina won 35-34. Yeah, Salina won. Um, that one It's probably about it. Those, yeah. are the, those are the ones that really spring to mind. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting one. Oh, Red Oak and Midlothian's a sneaky, tough game to call. Yeah. Hmm. Um, that's tough. Yeah, those would be the ones that spring to mind. Our man, Mizael, asks, what are the likeliest district rematches you see happening in the playoffs? Manville-Marshall's the first one that comes to mind. Yeah. Manville-Marshall, although Manville had a little bit of trouble last night with Santa Fe, and Marshall... Did not. I'm sorry. Manville <laughs> had a little bit of trouble way. with Barbara yeah. Marshall, Man- Marshall, Marshall did not have any did trouble. Did not have trouble with Santa, Santa Fe. Fe. Yeah. Uh, we were, I watched about five minutes of that game, and then I saw Malik Hornsby do an extremely disrespectful thing. Not in the actual disrespectful way. I mean, like, being so good that it's almost disrespectful. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And I was like, okay, I can stop that's watching that. <laughs> that's enough. Stop the fight. Um, that's one. Um, I think Canadian Children's is interesting, but yeah. Cisco kind of stands in the way. Mm-hmm. The other thing about that is um, Childress is... Step made the point last night. The Childress and Canadian, or Childress ever since that Canadian game, has just been a little bit off. Um, it would not be a surprise to see a rematch in four, out of 14-3A Division One, the Yoakum-Edna-Goliath uh, district. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost certainly we're going to need a rematch there. I would say that it would be an upset if we didn't at some point. I think it would be Yoakum and Goliad who would meet again, uh, I believe. So, yeah, those would be the ones that immediately spring to mind. Um, yeah, that's that's end of end of answer. What's next, Max? Uh, good question because I pulled it down. Hold on. Uh, Derek Larson says, does the Woodlands have a chance tonight? Of course, everyone has a chance. Everyone has a chance tonight. Oh, yeah. Believe. Um, yeah, I think they got a great chance, actually. Um, going up against... The computer uh, has them... Going up against Aldine Davis. Yeah, computer has him as a favorite. Um, computer has him as a favorite. Yeah, I would say the Woodlands have a great <clears> chance. <throat> now, do they have a chance to win a state championship? I mean, yeah, they got a chance, but I would, I'm less bullish on that, especially coming out of Region 2, uh, where Allen looms. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely, I think they got a chance. I, I, uh, guys, you got to believe, baby. <laughs> you got to believe. I, I, yeah, I, I, I like the Woodlands to get past this. Yeah, it's a tough um, road, though. They, got, they would have winner, winner of Cedar Ridge, Langham Creek, and then, like you said, tough. Allen's just Oh, that's another tough game to call. And, yeah, and then Allen's just kind of looming there. Yeah, they would get that, and then, yeah, if, if they get that, 
Um, if they get past that, then they would probably play Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, unless, I'm going to keep throwing this out there. I'm just going to keep throwing this out there. If Rockwall beats Belton, and it's Allen Rockwall, that's a team that I. That's a kind of team that I don't think Allen's seen this year. I think that could provide a unique challenge. Allen will be a considerable favorite, but like if Allen can, if Allen comes out flat and Rockwall, <clears throat> the offense is just something that I'm not sure they've seen this year. So mm-hmm. just throwing that out there. But yes, uh, I like the Woodlands. They're probably the. I would say they're probably the depending on what you think of Plano East. But they got Saxe at night in Garland. Um, depending on what you think of Plano East, I think the Woodlands is a favorite to get to a regional semi. Anyway, what's next, Max? Carlos Alvarado, we already answered your freaking Skidmore Tynan Hebronville question. Watch, or you're not getting your question on ever again. <laughs> you know what? I'm picking Skidmore Tynan now. Keep asking, and I'll keep answer, changing yeah, my right. question. Marcus Schulz is here. He says, We see red. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. I, I don't know if he missed it, but we we did declare Marcus Schultz the Dave Campbell's Texas mm. Football Psychopath of the Week. Right. Congratulations, Coach Schultz. <laughs> Is he still driving back? He's right still <laughs> he's still driving. <laughs> uh, Texas Bob McSpadden says ah. Matt Stepp works hard for all of us to cover football across the state, and we all appreciate what he does. Does he, have, does he have a real job? And if yes, what is it? Yes, he does. He does this. So this is probably the most stunt. You know how like you go to dinner parties, and um, you're like, "Hey, what do you do?" And and people are like, "What's the most stunning fact you know?" Yeah. Here's the most stunning fact I know. Matt Stepp does this on the side for fun. Yeah. He's a banker. Yeah. Uh, he works at a at a major bank, and yeah. um, and he's apparently very good at it. I don't know anything about banking, even though I'm the I'm the son of a banker. Uh, I don't know anything about banking, but he's apparently very good. Did he yeah. just get a promotion? Yep. Yeah. He got a promotion, got a promotion yeah. recently. So man, Make who doesn't it. love Step? Yeah. Right. Everybody. Like, Step right. Step's approval rating is like ninety eight percent. Step for yeah. president. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Step right. twenty twenty. It's a change we need. Yeah. Our man Tony Venegas out of the Odessa American says heading to Wink to go cover Iran and Bovina tonight. Ooh. Agreed. Who do you have winning? And if it's Iran, how far do you think the Braves can go? I know you're a little bullish on them. I am Tepper. quite bullish on on the Braves. I think that they're a very quiet nine and one. Uh, I think maybe they lost a little bit of steam when they lost that um, that final game to McCamey. But McCamey's a pretty good team. Um, I don't know. I would love to see a Groover Iran regional semi, and I'd love to see Iran get another shot at McCamey. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they are. I think they've got semifinal potential. Um, I don't know if they can win. That's fair. But um, I would say that I think they've got semifinal potential. That's kind of the way that I'm. I'm rolling right now. So that's my thought. All right. What's next, Max? Uh, Miziel asks, "What are your biggest Thanksgiving fails?" Hmm. As in, like things we've failed at, or like things that like we've. This s- is. It's yeah. I, I guess it's it, things we failed at. I would, never. This I is. <sighs> Tepper and I are pretty pretty handy in the kitchen, so I would yeah, say we are, and that's not a that's not a boast. It's, it's not a boast. We're yeah. not like Gordon Ramsay or anything, but right. we we don't set things on fire and ruin everything. I would say that my standard is high enough that like when I screw things up, I'm the only one that cares. Yes. Everyone else is like, this still tastes good. This mm-hmm. is still pretty good. Yeah. And you're like, dang it, I wish I'd brown that a little yeah. bit more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I've burned rolls before, like. That's probably it. That's not really. That's fine. You just get more rolls. Yeah. I don't know. And nobody wants Ishmael rolls killed anyway. that one guy on Thanksgiving that one time. That was yeah. Weird. That was that, that was, was really, that was really awkward. Yeah. But that's a tradition, <laughs> right? No, he wasn't supposed to die. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's <laughs> <but, laughs> no? Nope, cut no. it right there. What's up, Max? In on a high. Christopher Venetia says, "What does the computer say on Mission versus United?" Um, I'll tell you what I say from first. You're not a computer. Only Matt Stepp is. Correct. Um, it likes United. <laughs> it likes United by a little more than a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this has a chance. Um, I think that this has a chance to be a real shootout. And I think that that's where United wants it. Uh, Mission has a decent defense, but I think they haven't seen an offense quite like United. Uh, I think United probably wins. That's my pick. I like United. Complete computer projections of every Texas high school football game at Texas football. No one game. asked for your opinion. They asked for the computer. I don't want to be replaced by a computer. I know. I'm sorry, buddy. Miguel Pena. First off, Kevin Edwards, we're going to answer your query question. Quit asking it. You ask it again, I'm not answering it. Miguel Pena asks. Is Cuero still fielding a team? <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Miguel Pena asks, how far does Angleton go this postseason? Okay. Let's pull up Angleton, because that's another team that I feel like people have forgotten about. Yeah, they got an interesting draw. 9-1. They get Kingwood Park tonight. They'll be favored over Kingwood Park. They get Mm -hmm. him at home. So then they get Hutto, right? Now you... I have Hutto as my state champion. You're Team Hutto. And by the way... (laughs) (laughs) Want to talk about a buzzsaw? (laughs) (laughs) For the podcast people, I'm just staring into the camera. Yeah. Um... Yeah, what was the Hutto, final score that Hutto? 58-7. And I know, what was it, 49 nothing at half? 42 yeah, nothing was, at the end of the they first took their quarter? Foot off the gas, yeah. I mean, they blew out McCallum. Um, now, it's, now, Austin McCallum is not the Austin McCallum it From was last, last year. year. To be clear, that was a mm-hmm. super senior heavy team last year, and they lost their coach, Charles Taylor. Right. But still, uh, that's, a, that's incredible. I would say that, let's put it this way. I think if Angleton beats Hutto... I think they're they're definitely going to a regional final. I was about to say they're probably a favorite. They're going to, to a regional, regional final, regional three, and then they'd see Shadow Creek. Yeah, in a in a regional semifinal. Although Shadow Creek's got to get by New Caney Porter, who's not nothing, mm-hmm. and then they got to get past either Cedar Park or LBJ. And Cedar yeah. Park's got buckets of pedigree, if so I, it's, it's interesting. But I would say I would say Angleton's going to be an underdog next week. Sure, but if they get past that, the sky's the limit. If uh, you're right, that's basically how I see it too. Is like. All bets are off if they beat Hutto, yeah. right? If they beat Hutto, then they're probably favored over Richmond Foster or Dripping or whoever comes out of that mm. uh, or, lower half of or Region 3. Port Arthur. Or Port, Port yeah. Arthur Memorial as well. Um, but yeah, and then the Shadow Creek, which, you know, we, we just don't know. Like, yeah. We know that they're great, right? but we also don't know what a playoff Shadow Creek is. It's a tough early draw. Yes. Hutto in the area yes. around is a tough, It's tough a very tough draw. draw for them. So um, I like Angleton a lot. I think that's a good team. It's always a always a But it's just team. like it's a buzzsaw of a second-round matchup. What's next, Max? Our man Aaron Flynn asks, where do you think Wagner would have landed if they had stayed up in 6A? Could they have beaten Steele and Smithson Valley this year? <sighs> Seems I like think it. didn't they beat one of them? So this year? they would have been, to be clear, because they, well they they were one touchdown short of Judson, correct? Right. Okay. So yeah, that's so, let's, so first of all, stick. let's be clear. Let's be clear. Let's yeah, be clear. Okay. They um they are five A division one, so let's assume they would go to the six A division two bracket. Sure, I think that's fair, right? Yeah. Um, I think they'd get in the. I think they'd be a playoff team. Uh, I think that they would probably be. Uh, I think they probably they're probably better than Steel. Yeah. This year. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think that they take the spot of Steele. They'd be they would bump Shirts Clemens yeah. out of the playoffs. You'd have Westlake against Steele in the first round. Uh, you'd have Austin Bowie against Wagner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. I think. Yeah, I, I think, think they had a regional final. I think they're in a regional final, and then they'd be underdogs to either Westlake or. Edinburgh Vela. So <laughs> that's what I'm. Because, like, I mean, Brand- Brandeis is solid this year. Yes. Um, so, like. You know they could obviously they could they could have lost in the area around, Correct. but I mean this Wagner team is pretty good, and they, like like good. Max said, they lost by one touchdown to a good Judson team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, I, think I think they'd be favored really until that regional final. I think I think you're right. If they'd stayed in six A, I think that they're a regional finalist where they're probably an underdog to whoever comes out of that top half of the bracket. Mm-hmm. But, um, but the good news is they're in region they're in five A Division one where yeah. they are the favorite to come out of region four. Yep. Yeah. What's next, Max? Our man Tony Blaylock. How about that C.E. King collapse last night? Up 11 with seven minutes to play. 11-yard punt sets up Summer Creek at the 28, then fumbles the kickoff return, setting Summer Creek up at the 21. Summer Creek cashes in both times and escapes. That's yeah, rough. I watched, That's a rough yeah, way for your yeah, season. Yeah, I, I watched that game, and then they threw a pick that sealed the game. And <sighs> it was just like, you know, but that's the thing. And that's to, to, to kind of parlay that into another conversation, because I don't want to pick on that team. That's why this is a different animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially with teams that haven't been there in a while, that's why pedigree matters. We talk so much on this show about teams that have pedigree, teams that have skins on the wall. The reason is that that gives you the confidence to go out there and finish games. Mm-hmm. And things like that can happen. Now, CE King's been in the playoffs, you know, a fair amount, but at the same time, you got to be able to finish games, and it's a different animal in the playoffs, really and truly. And so, uh, you know, I'm not just blowing smoke like I normally do. I'm just saying <laughs> things are a little bit different, yeah. and 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 you've got to be able to close out games. And if you don't close out games, if you don't close out games once, it's over. CE King's a good enough team to be in to still be in the playoffs, but they didn't finish that game last night, and it'll give a lot of credit to Summer Creek for cashing in. So Summer Creek finished, and th- that's why they're through to the next round. What's next, Max? 
Jason Nemo asks, who do you have in Lovejoy versus Kaufman? I feel like I want to make a point here about Kaufman. We haven't really talked about them a lot this no. year, but they moved up to 582. They did. Did just fine. Did just fine. And I don't think they've really gotten enough credit for doing that because across the state, Abilene Wiley, another very good 481 team, moved up to 582 and went 0-10. So, it's right. a tough, tough, tough thing to do. And Kaufman's and do- in the playoffs. They've man. done it really, really yeah. spectacularly. Yeah. Uh, so here's an, an instance in which I'm going against the computer. Okay. Um, the computer likes Lovejoy, and I'm going to take Kaufman. Um, Kavon Butler, their running back, is uh, special. And I think that Kaufman's going to win this game. That was my pick. Um, I think it's a good Lovejoy team, but I think that this is a matchup that Kaufman can win. So I like Kaufman. Computer likes Lovejoy. So uh, do you trust me or do you trust an unfeeling machine? <laughs> I mean, it is you. So, like, you're not doing yourself any favors. Uh, I'm, saying it, I'm saying it's or a toss-up. Kaufman any favors. I'm saying it's a toss-up is what I'm saying. What's next, Max? Oh, man, Jacob John down in San Antonio asks, if you, had one, if you had to pick one coach to ride or die with in the playoffs, Ooh. who would it be? Lake Travis is Hank Carter? Question mark? I, hey, look, I, I've, known Hank, good, for, I've known Hank for a long time. I don't think he'll care that I'd say this. It's got to be Scott Surratt. He never loses. Yeah. That's like the e- that's the easy layup answer, right? That's the obvious one. Yeah. Scott Surratt. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to be weird. I'm trying to pick a weird one. Well, why would you pick a weird one? You're not going to pick yeah, someone that no one's heard of. Yeah. If they've heard of them because they've won. Right. Yeah. But I'm trying to th- – I want to I want to do my due diligence and I want to think this through. Um, boy, you can do a lot worse than Randy Allen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's a good. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, Randy, go J- I'm gonna go Jason Herring. Jason Herring or Furio, just the way that he the way he calls a game. Yeah, like um, no matter how they do. Like we've talked about this being a quote unquote down Furio year, but like would anybody be surprised if we just look up and they're in the state title game? No, absolutely like, not. One hundred percent not. Uh, Gary Joseph. I mean, that's a good one. Gary yeah. Joseph, John K. John K. At North yeah. Shore. North Shore. I think there's a lot of guys that I'd ride or die with. Uh, those are a few. But Scott, to answer your question, Scott Surratt is Scott Surratt is probably the answer. Hank Carter's on that Hank list Carter's too. A good one. Um, Scott Surratt's probably the answer, but I think there's about eight to ten guys that are on that list. Yeah. What's next, Max? Josh Chapa asks, I thought Ishmael and or Step would have been at last week's Salina Argyle game. Total letdown. Why would they come to that game? It was always going to be a blowout. Yeah. Oh, so I'll be 100% honest. Let's peel back the curtain a little bit. All right. So um, Sarah Merrifield of Fox Sports Southwest, yeah. um, she got sent to that game to cover it for uh, for Southwest. And <laughs> the first she, time they went to her was hilarious. She um, it was like 42 nothing already. But she, I, I went into the studio on Thursday to do another thing, and she um, she was there. She goes, oh, hey, what do you think about uh, Argyle and Selena? I go, oh, that's going to be a bloodbath. And she was like, what, why are you sitting? Why are they sitting me to it? I'm like, oh, I, <laughs> I didn't make that decision. Have fun though. Slide is beautiful. What I love, Slide is beautiful. If you watch the Fox Football Friday show enough, and yeah. it, it's great because the the first time they'll go to any of the reporters at the games is basically to set the stage. Yeah, it's here's where I am. Here's mm-hmm. what's going on. Here's what's at stake. Here's why it's important. Yeah. Here's why it's important. And uh, and we just got things going, and it's uh, zero zero after six minutes, and Sarah sets everything up, and it goes, and uh, guys, it's already forty two nothing. Yeah, like that was exactly how she said it. It was like, here's I'm setting the stage, I'm setting the stage, and by the way, it's over. <laughs> yeah, it was like, and it's gone. Yeah, <laughs> it's gone. It's very, and it's gone. Um, yeah, so yeah, Argyle's who's Argyle got tonight? Who's their victim? Um, Who's their victim? <laughs> Ranchview, Carrollton Ranchview. Yeah. I got a I got a, uh, a tweet from a guy from Chicago uh-huh. uh, who's in town. Yeah, uh, and he said, "Hey, I want to go to a playoff game tonight." Yeah, and I was trying to throw him some out there, and I'm like, "Well, I don't really know what you want." So it's like, here's yeah. here's Argyle Ranchview. It's in yeah. Carrollton. It's at Standridge, which is a nice stadium. You can go there. You can get your eyes on like a bona fide state championship contender. Mm-hmm. It probably won't be that great of a game, to be real honest. Right. And then he asked, but then I was like, oh, well, if you want a really good game, uh, like if you want to go over to Coppell, um, Alvarado and Melissa are playing in Coppell, which yeah. is like a really nice game yeah. tonight. And then he asked me, well, what about uh, Highland Park and Frisco Independence? Is that worth it? And I go, kind of the same way with, uh, with the Argyle game. It's like you get to see a state champion. It's a nice stadium in a beautiful part of town. You can go see it, but it's going to be over at halftime probably. 
I like Kyle Story and what the Knights have cooking, but they, I think they understand they're heavy underdogs tonight against Highland Park. Listen, Kyle Story, you guys beat Highland Park tonight. You're our guest on Texas Football today. That's a promise. <laughs> What's next, Matt? Uh, Kevin Higginbotham asks, can Canyon win Region 1, and who in Region 1 would be their toughest opponent? Okay. Um, yeah. He said tepidly. There's that lying voice tone. Ah! <laughs> so Region 1, so they're going to see Seminole next week if they mm-hmm. beat Gainesville tonight, which they should. They'll see Seminole next week. Seminole's a weird team. That when Seminole's defense is playing well, they're good enough to play with anybody, but the defense shows up like half the time, like almost exactly half the time. Um, then at that point, I would say they're going to face the winner of Springtown-Hereford, which is a great game tonight. Um, another tough game to call. And then they'd play Hershey or Dumas or Andrews. And I think they'd be underdogs. So I'm going to say I'm going to roll with Hershey in this one. Uh, I think they can. They're probably on the they're probably the uh, on the short list. They're, that's about a four or five deep region, and mm-hmm. they're on that four or five deep. But they are also, they'll have to go through some tough teams. And by the way, a Seminole team that again is like weird to figure out, yeah. hard to figure out. So. Like if they get, like you said, they get Seminole. Then I'm, I'm assuming I'm predicting they get Springtown. Okay, that, I picked I picked Pojo as well, but um, I think that's I think Hereford Springtown. But yeah, like if they come out of that, they'll learn it. <laughs> they'll learn it. Canyon's in the mix. Make yeah. a mistake. Yeah. Max, do you have any more questions? A million. Okay. Adam Bodecker asks, "Who wins a dance off between Ish Tepper and Case and Martin?" Case and Martin. Case and Martin. Not even close. He What's quarterbacked next, that Manville team last year. Of course, he knows how to dance. Come What's on, next, Max? Mizale asks. What would y'all do if your coach made you take a jacket off and kept you kept you warm during that kept want, you warm during no, no, the game? No, no, no. So let's I want to clarify this. this. Let's go to, let's go to, let's go to Ishmael Johnson. I want to clarify this. He took the jacket off of him, like Major Appleby reached on Ed Oliver and was doing this on national tele. He didn't ask Ed Oliver to take it off. He was physically trying to take it off. I that's what bugged okay. me the most about. So that. let's yeah. let's talk about that. For those who missed it, last night on the sideline of Houston's big win over Tulane. Tulane, Tulane. Um, they um, there was an altercation right before halftime in which Major Applewhite, the head coach, went over to Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver has been hurt the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. From what it under, from what we're hearing, he's cleared to play, but has said he's it doesn't feel right, so he's not playing right now. It's worth mentioning he's already declared for the NFL draft. Sure. So that's part of this. Uh, that's context in this. But um, the video shows Major Applewhite walking over to Ed Oliver and kind of reaching and pulling on his jacket and saying and saying something to him, saying, like, you can't wear that jacket. Apparently that is a jacket. Those are jackets that are required for or reserved for active players, players who are currently playing. Um, then they showed again uh, as they're walking the, to, the, to the locker room, um, Ed Oliver – screaming at walking with uh, Major Apple it's screaming and pointing I'm having to be held back from going at his head coach he did not come out again for the second half um, so I think both guys are in the wrong here I think if you're Major Applewhite I think there's a better way of going about that than pulling the jacket off of a of, off of your athlete and just saying I think you you say to him be like hey man that's for active players only. Tap them on the shoulder. If you want to talk about that, we could talk about it at halftime, but I need you to take that off. I, there's a way to do that. Or you send one of your assistants to go do it. If you're major, you don't need to be, you don't need to be doing that. Yeah. Ed Oliver should not have reacted. There's no excuse to ever yell at your head coach and, and go after him. That's not an excuse. So I think they're both in the wrong here. Uh, I think it's a bad look on national television for Houston, on an otherwise good night for them, mm-hmm. uh, except for losing Derek King. Mm. I know. Um, but another, like a, a, they get a big win on national television. It was a spotlight game for them. It showed you know, the beautiful TDCU stadium and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And then to have like the conversation not be about how they won, but for the conversation to be about that is unfortunate. I think it's a bad look for both guys. Right. Uh, in this situation, you will hardly ever see me – in situations like this, you will hardly ever see me not take the player side mm-hmm. in some in some respect. Uh, overall, I definitely agree that Major Apple was kind of in the wrong because mm-hmm. of one, the fashion and what he in how he did it. Correct. Physically trying to remove the jacket. Two, it's a jacket. Yeah. If this is the hill you're going to die on, and I get you know treat everybody the same. You're already saying Ed Oliver isn't the same by allowing him to be there when you probably know he's healthy anyway. Be on the sideline, be with the team anyway. He's already saying he's kind of making his own rules as it is. Mm-hmm. And then you choose this, the jacket. 
to be the yeah. hill that you die on. That's it's right? just it's just it's, a, it's, it's like a, that's such a small right. thing. It's a small hill to die on. If you're mad, if you're mad that Ed Oliver's not playing, right. That's one thing. Find another way to do it besides making it about a jacket on national television. Absolutely. And uh, the other thing was, in this situation, do you think there were any other players that were looking at Ed Oliver's like, oh, is he wearing the jacket? Yeah. There's no cares. no one on that team cared that he was wearing that jacket. It That's, was literally a major Apple White it's thing a, that it's was a, like, oh, I think I prove a point. I think it's a bad look and for Ed Oliver. Yes, Ed Oliver should not have gone Correct. as head coach. I think it's a bad look for Ed Oliver. I think it's a bad look for Major Apple. I think it's a bad look for the program. Yeah. Plain and simple. What's next, Max? People, if I have liked your question with our Dave Campbell's account, <laughs> we will be answering it. Stop asking questions over and over again. Jacob John says, random thought. I have a feeling that Tepper Baby will be born on Thanksgiving. Tep Baby. No, so here's the only thing about that. And, and, and so the kid's not It is due. a full moon, as Corey Hogue, bingo, our bingo. intrepid college football reporter, pointed out. It is. The kid's not due till December 2nd, which is great because I don't have anything going on that time of year. Nope. And, um, <laughs> but uh, December 2nd. But if it were to come on, come on next Thursday, that would not be outside the realm of possibility at all. It wouldn't be dangerous. It wouldn't, like, it would be, like, a week early, basically, um, which is not rare at all. And Corey Hogue, uh, our intrepid college football writer, small college writer, um, posits that babies come during full moons. What's full moon on Thanksgiving? And that would be awesome. Now, the thing is, remember, Thanksgiving is not a holiday that has a firm date. That's a moving target. So it will really only be like once every six years that it's a Thanksgiving, that the birthday is on Thanksgiving. But you know how much I'd love to make a turkey cake for that kid? Awesome. What's next, Max? By the way, Brent Holman got the, the kid whose birthday it is this week wrong. It's actually Gavin. Happy birthday, Gavin. Oh, no. Happy birthday, Gavin. Happy birthday, Gavin. It's your dad's fault, not ours. Happy birthday, happy Gavin. happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy J. Meredith asks, Rewind. What, what, <laughs> what two sleeper teams in 5AD1, Region 2, would you not be surprised if they won Region 2? Uh, I know one right off the bat is Lancaster. 5-A-D-1 Region 2. Region 2. Lancaster's a great pick, and that's what that's Steps pick in that region. Yeah, 5-A-D-1 Region 2. Let me pull that up. What about 5 um, What was it? A team Lancaster is a team. Two sleepers. Two sleepers. Okay. Yeah. Lancaster. Magnolia West. Magnolia oh, West can score. Hey, guys, you heard of Lufkin? I mean, Lufkin's too. But they're not a sleeper. <laughs> they're not a sleeper. I'm Highland joking. Park's not a sleeper. Um, is the colony a sleeper? Maybe. Yeah, I guess consider the colony. I a think sleeper. the winner of a potential colony. What I think anybody, West, anybody not Highland Park in that in that upper half is kind way, of not. All we talk about for all we talk about Highland Park, they're going to have to freaking earn it. Oh yeah, because they're going to go through Frisco Independence. Will be favored tonight. Then they're going to get either Mesquite Petite or College Station. Tough. Then they're probably going to get either the Colony or Magnolia, Magnolia West. West. Tough. Then they're probably getting Lufkin. Or a rematch with Frisco Lone Star, who played them to a field goal, yeah. within a field goal. Mm-hmm. Or Lancaster, who a rematch with Lancaster. Mm-hmm. Or John Tyler. Like, it's going to be... And then, by the way, they, that, then you're in a semifinal against probably Den Ryan again. Who won last night pick over Brewer. What's next, Max? Maverick Cassidy goes, what changes... Could the UIL make to the playoff bracket? My suggestion is to seed each region into 16 seeds, 1 through 4, district champions, 5 through 8, runners-up, 9 through 12, third place, and 13 through 16, fourth place, oh, and rank the four groups so, based off computer ranks. So do away with the by-district idea. Of it. Right. That the idea, for those who don't know, the reason the bracket comes out the way it does is that District 1 plays District 2, District 3 plays District 4, and so on. Um, I don't hate that. But I also – that also kind of changes up the idea of what coaches are looking for in the sense that, um, for example, uh, let's take the example of El Paso Eastwood. Mm-hmm. El Paso Eastwood's playing Abilene Cooper tonight. El Paso Eastwood has known for a while that they're probably playing Abilene Cooper and to prepare, keep an eye on District 2. As a result – I don't know if I necessarily like that. One of the one of the nice things about the division split is you know who you're playing. Mm-hmm. Pre divided divisions. Um, I don't hate the idea, but I also don't love the idea of getting computers involved because yeah. that gives that gives me real BCS stink. 
<laughs> and uh, I, not 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 Brian College Station. Brian College Station is wonderful. I remember I'm, I'm talking about the old the old college football way, right? Right. A BCS that gives me a little bit of weird feelings about it. Mm. I don't hate it. I want to think about it. Right. I reserve the right to think about it. Yeah, fair enough. What's next, Max? Tim Sparkman says uh, so. Sealy, they beat up on Taylor. Does Sealy. that mean anything between those two districts? Brazosport versus Lampasas, Needville versus Canyon Lake, Bay City versus Liberty Hill. Tep picked one way in almost all the in all those games. Any upsets possible? Um. Okay. So Sealy, Sealy. First of all, I, I think it's worth mentioning they that say he's I think not beating Liberty Hill. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it's worth si- saying that S- that Sealy's a really good team. Sealy's yeah. awesome. Uh, that's a really good team. Yeah. Coach Shane Mobley has done great, great work down there, and I think that that's first and foremost something you need to talk about is that that's a really good district or that's a, that's a really, really good, good team Sealy. in Sealy. And I also think that they are a bit of. I also think that they're a bit of an outlier on that district. Um, I think that as much as we love uh, Mike Farrell tonight, uh, our our friend Mike Farrell. I think I took land passes. Is that right? Well, Mike Farrell's no longer with the team. So. Oh, I'm sorry, that's right. Um, as you know, I, I think I, I took a, think I took land passes over Brazosport. Uh, Canyon Lake Needville's like a coin flip type game. That's an interesting. That's a one. great yeah. game, and it would not surprise me at all if Needville won that game. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it's Liberty Hill taking on uh, uh, taking on West Columbia or uh, Bay, City, Bay City, and that's that's not going to happen. No. Um, so, no. I think I think that that's more the product of a one versus four as opposed sure. to one district being better than the other. But I am certainly there are two games in the middle there in Brazosport and Lampasas and Needville and Canyon Lake that are close enough that I'm willing to I'm willing to wait for more data. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think that this is more one versus four than it is District 13 being better than District 14. Right. But I'm willing to see what happens. Paul Roberts, whose football opinions we can trust, time and time again he has been proven true. What happened to Fort Stockton last night? Mm, I don't know, man. The uh, uh, the the, the, the magic r- ran out. Um, the offense just you know give a ton of credit to Escotter's defense. You know, a week after getting kind of torched by uh, by Leveland, they came out playing like their hair was on fire. Their defense played great and looked really good. And if that defense is going to start playing that way, they're very dangerous. Coach Cluley out there has got them humming right now. It's a great great win for them uh, over over Fort Stockton. Um, Look, you know, sometimes you run into a team that's hot, and and yeah. even uh, Estacado, a real nice bounce back. Uh, yeah. I thought that was I thought that was a really good win. And uh, Graham better watch out. Graham better watch out because Estacado's playing defense like that. They're going to be really they're going to be a really tough. It's out. a fun second round game. It really it is. really that's yeah. going to be a great game. What's next, Max? Jacob John asks a very fun question: Which region will make it furthest in the playoffs, El Paso or RGV? I mean, the money's on El Paso because Parkland's got that. Yeah, pass. I was about to say El Paso, yeah. Parkland. Yeah, it depends on. Yeah, I mean, I think there's one team. Maybe two. I think okay. I think there's two teams that have a chance to break through from the RGV. Edinburgh Vela. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they've got a chance in a regional semifinal against Austin Westlake. I think they need to flip for home and home and try to get Westlake down to Edinburgh. See if it see if it works. Ru- just roll the dice. I know you're shaking your head, Max. It, um, see if it works. You don't want to flip? It does, no, no. Oh, you're saying it doesn't do matter. the flip. It doesn't matter. Okay. I think Edinburgh Vela. You, other, this is this is your heart, not your head. I know the other one's Mission Vets. Yeah, uh, yeah. they get Victoria East tonight, and then I think that uh, you look at that. We're kind of on they'll the probably, they'll Vets, probably get right? San Antonio Veterans Memorial next yeah. week, whose coach we talked to yesterday, uh, Coach uh, Richard Mendoza, um, and then they'd probably see. By the way, shouts to San Antonio Harlan who got their inaugural yeah. playoff win last night. Yeah. Uh, they'll probably see Corpus Christi Vets, mm-hmm. and I think. I think Landry Gilpin can put on the cape, man, and t- get, and get to a regional final. Yeah. At which point they'd see Wagner and they'd be underdogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they do underdogs against vets, and I still think they got a great shot. Yeah. So those would be the two. El Paso's got a team that I think at this point I'd be almost surprised if they didn't get to a semifinal in El Paso Parkland. Uh, keep an eye on them. I think the Matadors are for real. Yeah. What's next, Max? Uh, our good friend Tony Venegas points out that Cole Daggett got hurt early for Fort Stockton, and that mm-hmm. kind of killed them well, early in the game. Well, that'll happen. And then uh, Daniel Agnew says, "Sorry, I'm late. I had to do some crap work, crap for work and finally got out of that prison. Go ahead and give me the shame bell. Do we have a shame bell? Ooh, do we need a shame bell? Maybe. <laughs> I'm down. It's a good does idea. Takis wanna, uh, do, does Takis want to? Does Takis want to sponsor the shame? <laughs> the the shame bell. We go now. Wanna, the Takis shame. Bell. I don't think they want to be Ding. associated with shame. <laughs> Ding. Yeah, I don't uh, know if they want. Yeah. Yeah. John Neal's in the house. Haven't seen John Neal in forever. He says Comanche's going to make it to the quarterfinals again against Gunner Boys. Don't sleep on him. Woo. They got beat Nakona tonight. They will. Uh, but 
Edgewood got in a wild shootout with Rogers and survived last night, fifty to forty-six. Um, and then they'll get Gunner in a regional semi. Gunner Lexington, we're getting Gunner Lexington second round. Um, that'll be fun. Gunner will be a favorite, but you're—I think he's right. I think that Comanche's probably probably a favorite to get to a regional. They're on the semi. right side of the bracket. I'll say they, that much. Well, yeah, of that region. Yeah, because you don't deal you don't with, want to go through Lexington or Gunner. Yeah. Until then, I mean, right? You know what I mean? So like, they, yeah. So is he saying regional final or regional semi? Uh, state quarter, regional final. Right, they're not being Gunner. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. He said he's. They're getting back there. Is what he's saying. To regional semi to play they would have, the game against to play Gunner. They would have to be, but I'm saying I'm looking at the bracket. They would have to be Gunner to get to. A so he's no, wrong. no. He's, he's saying wrong. he's saying they're going to play Gunner again in the okay. semis. So you're saying it's happening in the third round, looking at the bracket. It's happening in the third round. That so he's just wrong about what round it is. They're, Let's all right. calm down, guys. God, <laughs> loud noises. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What's next, man? Calm the hell down. Sean Foreman says. <laughs> PG versus Connolly pick. PG. 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 What's next, man? Yeah, PG. <laughs> Kevin Edwards says, how far do you think Quero will make it in the playoffs? I believe many of us are picking them to win the state championship. So they did, the state championship. they did really mean things to poor Pearsall last night. Yeah. Um, and I watched a little bit of this game, too. And I think you underrate. I think everyone just underrates just how much team speed they have. And it's yeah. not. It's not just Grant and Whittington. Mm-hmm. It's the whole team. The whole team. The whole team can fly. Uh, they're the favorite in Region 4. I don't think that's really going out on a limb. No. I think they probably see Geronimo Navarro again. And I was I about to say, that, like, they're, they're on the right side of Region 4. And they beat 4. the tar out of Geronimo Navarro. Yeah. I don't see them making up that, that one. And then they'd see whoever comes out of Region 3, like, I mean, it used to be West Orange Stark, and they had a great win last night over an uh, overmatched Huntington team. But Jasper, Sweeney, I think they'd be a favorite over that. At this point, I think they're. I think they. They've got to be. They got to be a favorite to make the state title. They got to be. I. I would say right now, if you're asking me to pick somebody from the right side of the bracket yeah. to come out to come out of there, I think I'm going. I think I'm rolling with with Quero. I think we. I think me. I think, they're peaking I the think right everybody time. picked them to win the state title. Actually, um, um, did I or did I do something weird? Let me see. I'm bringing I do up. something weird. Yeah. No. We we had them all. We did. We had them. All. Yeah. All four of us. Clean sweep. While we're talking about Quero, Elvin Price says, "Did you see Whitney, Whittington last night? And he isn't on your." Mr. Texas football list shaking my head. He missed too many games, man. Like that's the yeah. hardest part. You get disqualified if you miss too many games. It's like, just a problem. It's he just was, not fair to the other guys, it. stats wise. It's just yeah. not. Like, if you're if Jordan you, Winning, if you're asking me if Jordan Winnington's one of the best twenty five players in the state, I absolutely, absolutely. yes. But absolutely. he can't he can't win yeah. an award if he doesn't play half the season. Think about think about it like the Heisman. Yeah. That if Johnny Menzel had missed four games yeah. of his twelve, um, he wouldn't have won the Heisman. It's just it stinks. I'm sorry. I wish it weren't that way, but he he like that's just part of the deal. You gotta play. You gotta stay healthy. You gotta be lucky to win this award too. All right, lightning round, Max. <laughs> Buckle up, buddy, because you got a lot to get through. Russell Boyd, Buffalo versus Hamilton. Buffalo, big. Tanner Buffalo. Wilson, who's the favorite from six A D two Region One? Six A D two Region One is Cedar Hill. Okay, sorry. Hold on, I clicked out. Corey Hogue, shameless self promotion. Big game in Tarleton and. Uh, Texas A&M Commerce with tough road games this week, plus one really good Texas D3 team will be done after tomorrow. Uh, yeah, Harden Simmons and Marriott and Baylor going at it. And it will be Harden Simmons. Harden Simmons going home. Yes. I was about to say, I was like, wait, hold on. No, 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 that's <laughs> yeah. who's going You're home. You're right. right. Yes. Yes. You're exactly right. Will so, guys, absolutely. come on. Same page. I, I haven't been smoking anything this morning. It's fine. Not yet. This Not morning. yet anyway. Aaron Flint says rolls, fluffy or biscuit style. Biscuits better alone, but you need the fluffy for fluffy. like gravy and sopping things up. That's yeah. how it works. The bis- biscuits fall apart. Fluffy for Thanksgiving, biscuits every other time. I would totally agree with that. Trey Paul Vaught says, is there Great a team in 4A Division Two with a good record that maybe people are overlooking? 482, huh? Let me pull that up. Let's see. That is literally like you can make the argument. With that a good record are, that people are overlooking? There are 12 teams that you could say are overrated and underrated. That Snyder. Is, that is 482. Too, but you like Snyder. Okay. Snyder. Okay. Snyder's, Snyder's eight and two, and I think they're a good eight and two. They can get Glenn Rose in the second round and really make a statement. Um, I think Snyder's underrated. That's a team with a good record uh, that's that's underrated. I'll say Giddings is on the right side of Region 3. Correct. That's correct. Giddings is a team that's keeping an eye on. They smoked Houston, Washington last mm-hmm. night. What's next, Max? Travis Martinez asked Most disappointing team thus far this season in Texas high school football? I feel like we haven't really had one like some years. Mm, I got one. Do you? Abilene Wiley. Well, but that's it's it's tough. It's because just tough. Moving they up make, sucks. They make, yeah. they make the move from four A to five A. They go zero and ten. 
Yeah. Uh, I know Coach Sandifer. Sandifer I, I talked to Coach Sandifer at a seven-on-seven tournament this, this summer. He said, we're going to be young. We'll be real young. Yeah. And so I think that kind of reared its ugly head. But I reserve the right to still be a little bit disappointed because, you know, we just come to expect so much from that program. It's, it's a tough year. Is it uh, – can we be disappointed in Western Stark? Not yet. Just because of what Not they've yet. done? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet because, okay. let me tell you, they beat Sweeney next week and nobody's going to be disappointed. No. That's fair. What's next, Max? Larry Claxon Jr., do you think Ennis is going to win over Frisco Reedy? No. Nope. Bill Bullock asks, Reagan versus O'Connor, keys to victory. Um, Reagan's defense. Um, O'Connor is a team that is, I think, O'Connor's a team that can put up points and, and a team that, that win they're really humming. Uh, and beyond that, they, they, they get enough stops. They've got to, sometimes we talk about teams matching them stop for st- score for score. I think this is a game where they got to match them stop for stop. Mm-hmm. They got to find a way to make them a little bit one dimensional. Uh, they got to find a way, I think, to take away uh, the running game, take away Zion Taylor. If they could stop the running game of O'Connor and make them one dimensional, they got a great shot. But I like O'Connor. Samuel De Leon says, "Good day, gents. A few more days to Turkey Day, SMU tonight, and Coppell versus Carroll on Saturday, and returning to the bar on Sunday to prep for a short week. This guy's got it figured <laughs> out. I just got to say." He's our man. I need life figured out like you. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. David Bohannon asks, who's coming out with a win in China Spring and Benbrook? This is one I feel like gets overlooked this This week. This is a really fun game. Yeah. So uh, I've seen Benbrook in person. Uh, They have Quentin Jackson. He is the state's leading rusher. Um, Here's the issue. If you slow down Quentin Jackson, and by slow down, I mean hold him to just 100 yards or something like that, right? Um, That's what Kennedale did. Yeah. And you force him to beat you another way. They're in trouble. Yeah. I like China Spring in this one. I think China Spring comes with the win. Uh, Eddie Jackson asks, is Canyon Randall travel, Canyon Randall's travel to Fort Worth the longest travel this week? By Dristic, the travel just isn't that bad usually. Um, it gets worse as we go along. There may be San Angelo's coming to um, – San Angelo Central's going to Arlington. That's up there. Yeah. Uh, Midland Lee or uh, Midland is going out to El Paso. Yeah. That's that's one halls. of them. There's yeah. some halls. Um, so it's close. I would have to pull out a map. Cody Miller says, "How far do you think the East Bernard Bramas Bramas will go?" That's a that's another team uh, that I think is underrated. They, they get Johnson City tonight. They'll be favored over them. I think they'll beat Skidmore Tynion next week. All due respect to our to our friend in the, of the Bobcat fan or Skidmore Tynion or Hebronville in the second round. Yeah. Then they get then they get Blanco. And I'm pretty sure is that our district rematch? Um, I'm pretty sure that is. Um, no, no, it's not. I'm wrong. I'm very high. Um, yeah, I think that that is a. Um, I think at that point you would. I think I'd take Blanco over East Bernard, but I think East Bernard's really dangerous. Um, keep an eye on that one. I think East, actually, yeah, maybe I take East Bernard. That's a coin flip type game. Uh, at that point, okay side of that region. What's that? Okay side of region four. Yeah, and then and then at the bottom line, uh, and then they'd probably see a team like Van Vleck or Poth. Mm-hmm. Um, in which case, I don't know. They could maybe do it. What's next, man? Todd Gleaton says Sherman's going to Houston, and Tony Venegas says Dumas and Decatur are playing in Weatherford, Oklahoma. Yes, the they are. So, yes, the, I didn't uh, know that. Yes, they're playing up. in Weatherford, Oklahoma, because if you draw a straight line between Decatur and, uh, and, the, and Dumas, what's the meeting point? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's in Oklahoma. It's That's in awesome. Oklahoma. That always happens like two or three times a year. Yeah. Kevin McDonald asks, oh, we're going to put you on the spot here. Hopefully Coach Scholes isn't watching anymore. How, how deep do you see Splendor going in 481? I think they can make a regional final. <gasps> Coach Scholes, I said that. You're only saying that because he's, I'm not he's watching. I'm not, You're kissing I'm not, up. No, You're I'm not. Kissing dude, up. I'm not. Look at the draw. You should have warned him to pull look over at the draw. If, he's still if home. Van's on a backup quarterback, then they're in a regional semi. They're also on, I think, the right side of the bracket. Uh, that they would get that. You know, you look at that. They play. They either play Lumberton, who they've already beaten, or they play Crandall or Henderson. Now Henderson's interesting, but oh. I think that they're going to be. I think they're going to be favorite <sighs> out of that. And then they'd run to Carthage, which is night night. But um, <laughs> no, I think I was yeah. thinking about this last yeah. night. I was like, man, you look at that bracket. I don't know why they can't make it. Yeah, the but yeah. they got to get win number one, which is something they've never had tonight. So let's go. let's not count our chickens. Five questions to go. Oh a- my god! April Brandt says, "How deep will Lavernia go? Watch out, they make comebacks." April, I got bad news. Don't make comebacks. <laughs> That's not a skill in the playoffs. Stay. That's ahead. very bad. Yeah. Um, don't get in position. Things have to gone bad. If you need comebacks. <laughs> I think they can absolutely make a regional final. A lot of us had them making a regional final mm-hmm. in which they lose to uh, Liberty Hill. Uh, yeah. But I, I'll say this. I, I would be stunned if anybody beat Liberty Hill in Region 4. Yeah. Play ahead of the ball, though. Yeah. Wade Noble asked, the Fairfield Eagles came out on fire last night. They darn sure did. Second team playing in the second half. Who do you think they'll play next week and where? 
It's Sunnyvale. It's Sunnyvale or Gilmer, which is one of the ultimate coin flip games. It's a it's a Gilmer team with a four and six record against an undefeated Sunnyvale team. Isn't Gilmer still favored? I think the, the computer computers. likes them. It, it like by ever a so slightly. Bit. Yeah. Um, I I picked Sunnyvale. I think. I don't even know. I think Step picked Gilmer. Um, but then if they play that, if they play Sunnyvale, what's in between there? They might play in like Waxahachie, or if they play Gilmer, they might play in like Waxahachie. If they play Sunnyvale. Uh, they might play more south, like Hillsboro. Okay, what's next? Aaron Bouget says, who you got? Willow Ridge or Nederland? Nederland. Nederland. Come on, Nederland. Nederland's been awesome. But watch out for that. Willow Ridge is not a bad team. No, they're not, but Nederland's I agree. Nederland's really good, but coming off a loss. Anyway. Tony Blaylock, Friendswood, dropping to 5A and kissing the playoffs? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's a really good uh, – well, no, Friendswood um, – uh, Friendswood missed, missed the playoffs. Friendswood's the, oh, missing the playoffs. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me. Friendswood, Friendswood is the best is is according to the computer rankings the second best team. I in the thought state he was saying the kissing the playoffs goodbye, which I I guess ah. is the same thing. Yeah, missing. He the just misspelled. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's tough. God, you're killing me. Finally, Tony. last question. You Tony Blaylock asks, go to Thanksgiving dessert. We don't need to do this. We don't need to fight. We don't need to fight. And so that's the end of the show. We don't need to fight. I'm gonna wear a hat with it. Don't need to fight. I'm gonna wear a hat. Are we, Don't need to fight. Are we, are we not? Are we not gonna talk about how good pumpkin pie is? We're not gonna fight. We're not gonna. We're not gonna fight. Oh, the show is over. The show is over. Here's pumpkin pie. The show is over. Pick up the trophy. Two on one. Yeah, two on one. I think pumpkin pie is really good. I don't know what he likes. I think Vince take, Young, come get your player of the, player of the year trophy. That's it for Texas. So the answer is pumpkin pie, by the way. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending. <laughs>